seeking to learn what makes brilliant people brilliant this podcast is for you success researchers tushar and i look into the tools and tactics of highly successful people find yourself a mentor as you discuss cognitive abilities health and fitness and talk about the pursuit of happiness tune in for more hey guys welcome to what got you there What does it take to be an effective writer? How many of you have had that feeling of not being able to write? Or the fear that most writers dread? The writer's block. In this episode, we speak with a reporter and a writer, Zahan Khan. Zahan's worked with some of the leading brands in India, like the Hindustan Times, Reuters, News & Shorts, and The Hindu. In this episode, Zahan speaks about how writing plays an important part in our everyday life. Listen to a tactic that Zahan uses to get over a writer's block. Zahan also shares some habits that we can follow to become better writers. We also speak about some of his favorite books and authors. And lastly, and the most interesting part of the show, listen to Zahan speak about why it is important to spend time with our family. I hope you enjoy the show. So hey Zahan, welcome to the show. Hey Ryan, great being here. So I've met very few people who actually have a passion for track racing and biking. Right. Tell me one thing that um, you enjoy in ba- bike racing. Uh, what I like about it most is uh, I think the unbridled feel of letting yourself go. Because uh, I've, I've loved driving and riding like right, uh, right from childhood. And uh, I, was, I was always behind my dad to you know teach me how to drive, get behind the wheel. Of course, bikes were something that my parents are still very apprehensive about. So I can get my hands on my own. a bike till about third year of college but uh, with cars also i mean i just like flooring the accelerator of course i mean you you need to do it when you're aware of the conditions around you i mean you can't do it on a traffic filled road so that's what got me to the track uh, in a way uh, so the first time i went go karting i fell in love with it cuz there's nobody stopping me right i mean uh, all all i need to do is just get there before the others and that involves speeding and just like letting yourself go so uh the track was one place where i felt uh, you know anybody can be themselves if you have a passion for you know uh, motoring in general cuz uh, within reasonable restrictions it's, it lets you do what you want with the vehicle and i think that sort of stayed with me throughout and uh, uh, i'm i'm lucky that uh, uh, my profession lets me also given uh, to what i really like doing which is uh, biking i review motorcycles and of course not all of it is on the track a lot of the times i need to do city testing as well but Ultimately, you know, the track is where I think uh, I'd love to ride more than anywhere else. How long have you been biking for? Uh, so, uh, like the first time I got on a bike, or regularly, you know, track racing. Uh, for about four years now, and uh, bikes, of course, uh, been riding them for quite a while. Uh, my first uh, motorcycle was uh, a Royal Enfield Electra 350, but even much before that, I always, you know. Uh, got onto friends' bikes and friends' scooters. The first scooter I ever rode was a kinetic Honda way back, and it was an iconic thing. And I still love it. I th- I still think it's a great scooter. And uh, I mean, that's when sort of the entire passion for bikes kicked in because one, you're out in the open, and it's like literally the wind hitting your face. It's as as cliched as it sounds. I think the experience is still very unique, and 
very uh, liberating in a way. Great. So in your recent talk at Stable Talks, you spoke about how uh, writing is an everyday part of our life and how it helps us to express our emotions. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, so why I call it an everyday part of our lives is because writing is just a medium. Ultimately, you're expressing yourself. You can do it verbally in a conversation or in a room full of people in a meeting. Uh, if you're giving a talk or a speech or a podcast like this, right? But writing is when it's it's not as active as voice, of course. But that's what I think makes it all the more harder because it's a very tough medium with which you can express yourself because there's no facial expression, there's no voice modulation, there's just words on the paper. So uh, to to ensure that the reader feels at least a small iota of what you're feeling when you write takes a lot of expression in those words, right? And uh, why I say we do it every day is because to give you a very contemporary exam example, we live in a social media age. What you tweet is still writing because you're giving vent to your thoughts on social media. Your long ranting Facebook post about how, for example, say you know the weather, you know in Chennai sucks or you know something you like about your day is also you expressing your thoughts. It's just that the medium is different because that's how technology evolves and. Uh, takes these platforms forward. Earlier it was just a pen and a paper or a newspaper. Today it's social media, Twitter, tomorrow it will be something else. But the essence of expressing yourself using words remains the same and, and that's what I mean by writing. For me writing is not just confined to penning down your thoughts in a diary or say writing a book or writing a letter. Anything that you do with words to express yourself uh, on any platform is writing. Which is why I think it's an integral part of all our daily lives because all of us are on Facebook these days, for example. All of us uh, write different things. It, it could be uh, to do with your profession. For example, when you prepared for this podcast, you probably jotted down a few points, right? That's based on what you're thinking and the particular direction you want to take this podcast in. When I was preparing for it, likewise, I sort of jotted down a few points about writing that I'd like to talk about to you. So it's, it's, it's all there, it's all happening and we don't realize it. What I believe is if we realize that everything we do is ultimately writing and expressing ourselves, be it for different reasons, I think we'll be able to hone the skill uh, and you know, uh, become better at it, so as to speak. Tell me one thing that influences you to write. Uh, a lot of things in fact. So uh, I write professionally as well because I'm a journalist and you know, most of the time it's writing for my job. So that of course is com it's a completely different ballgame because most of the time people are telling you what to write, the topics that you are going to write on or write for are pre-specified, right? But when it comes to freewheeling, like when you ask me about what inspires me to write for myself and not for the profession, uh, most more often than not it's just things that I feel very strongly about that uh, are not part of my job. For example, if, uh, if there's some uh, uh, sort of like, I don't know, a recent uh, political or social uh, theme pervading uh, our everyday conversations and, uh, you know, life. So, like say, the union budget, for example, it's, it's all a little economical, but at, at the end of the day, if your uh, food or if your, say, cigarettes are going to get costlier or cheaper, it does affect you, right? So, writing about that, writing about things that, you know, you might see every day, like, it can be it can it can be as cliched as you know you're taking a walk in a park and you see a group of kids playing and you think about oh like I miss my childhood or I miss those young free days you could write about it and uh, it's for me it's just things that make me think and 
if I want to put those thoughts on paper, if I want to convey them to people and not just people in my social circle. For example, I could have a blog post and any anybody could read it, right? It could be a stranger sitting in, you know, the United States or it could be my close friend who have messaged the link to saying, hey, I wrote a new blog post, check it out. So something that I want to convey to people, not necessarily people who know me, but people in general who I think could, you know, possibly stumble across uh, what I've written. Uh, this is the inspiration getting the message across and I think for me on a personal level this sort of stems from the profession also I mean because journalism is all about broadcasting uh, news, opinions, thoughts etc right and when I'm doing it for myself it's just things that uh, I don't get paid to write for but at the same time you know I follow the same sort of uh, structure or thought process when it comes to writing for myself and writing you know for in a professional way I, it, it does sound a little jumbled but what I'm getting to is no matter what you write for, it's still your honest expression out there unless you're writing an advertising copy, right? Yeah. Where you're given a set of, you know, things that you got to abide by. But anything else, any writing that you're not paid for and that you're doing out of your own hmm. uh, conviction or thought or belief, is it, it's just you and your expression. And uh, I think the crux is how you get people to relate to your expression. And it might not necessarily be in a positive way. If your writing is going to piss somebody off, that's great. You, because you've still evoked some emotion in them. Right? <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, it's it's important for people to write, to express their emotions. And, and you gave us various examples of how it is a part of our daily life. But a writer's block is one fear that a lot of people have. Oh, it's, 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 it's terrible. <laughs> what do you do when you have a writer's block? Do you stop writing or do you just force yourself? Uh, I don't force myself because then it becomes a task. Alright. Right? So if 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 you inherently don't feel like doing something or if it doesn't flow, uh, I don't think it should be done in that moment. And this is something that uh, I, I apply throughout. Like, it's not just with writing. For if, if my dad goes and tells me to like lock the gate downstairs if the watchman isn't around, and if I don't feel like doing it then, I just don't do it then. Because then it will feel forced. <laughs> I take a break 10-15 minutes, say listen to a couple of songs and then go and you know, do it. But for writing, of course, it's not as simple as that. Uh, what I'm trying to get at here is, you're writing about a particular topic. Most, more often than not, you're writing about a particular topic. Even if it's a diary entry, you're writing about how your day went or yeah. something that you saw during the day that moved you enough to write. And if you feel a, if you if you feel a writer's block or something impeding your flow, then just don't don't give that particular topic any thought. For example, if I'm writing about, uh, say, I'm writing a short story and it's about and it's about a particular topic. And somewhere along, you know, like the way, uh, say two pages into the story, I just don't know what to write next. I just don't write about that. But what I do, and because I've been writing for a while now, and this method has worked for me, uh, I write about something else. Right? It can be completely. It can. It, it. It doesn't need to have anything to do with what you're writing about. Just pick up something else. It can be very easy. It can be about, you know, your favorite flavor or your favorite chocolate. It just gets that. It starts Imagine. to get those words on paper again, right? Yeah. And then, for me it's worked, but then of course, because writing is such a personal thing, there are no clear-cut rules as to how to get over a writer's block. But the bottom line, I think, is just don't force it. So like you said, you think of a topic that you feel like writing. Yeah. And once you get the momentum, that's when you start writing the topic that you actually had to write. I think that's a great way of... Because uh, I feel when... I have a writer's block, I need to start writing. Yeah. So I start writing whatever I feel like. I, this is the exact same thing I do. Yeah. But sometimes a writer's block also forces people to procrastination. Like you said, just don't do anything. Yeah. 
I I sometimes I feel people shouldn't do that because they keep procrastinating and they don't they don't write. But I think a uh, uh, tactic that you said that writing something that you feel like is yeah. a great way of uh, going ahead, man. Exactly. I mean, I completely agree with you there because if you just if you if you just push that notebook or your laptop away and say you know hey this is just not happening I'm not going to write now you might just end up not getting back to what you were writing about. So just open another window, turn over another page, start writing something else. It's worked for me and. Uh, Uh, with me when it comes to professional writing i can't afford to procrastinate right because more often than not i have deadlines exactly. and i have articles to submit so uh, in my case even if you know i feel like procrastinating i can't because then i'd get into trouble so that motivation or you know so to speak that fire under your ass helps but if you're writing for yourself then you don't have to push yourself because you're doing it at your own pace and ultimately you're writing for yourself before you write for anybody else so instead of pushing yourself if you could just you know like take a walk probably listen to some music Write a paragraph or to go about something else that's easy to write about. It could help. A lot of people, like I said, have a fear of writing. Right. I feel like uh, following simple habits can actually help you overcome the fear of writing or the feeling that you can't write. In fact, I had that feeling uh, until a while ago. Can you recommend one habit to follow for beginners or for anyone that will help them become a good writer? Like they they must do regularly though. I think the easiest and uh, quite effortless also is just having a diary or a daily blog. You don't even need to broadcast it. Like you can have a you can have a blog that you don't give out the URL to. You are a loft to anybody, right? Like, and I have friends who've done that. Uh, if like keeping a physical diary, coming back to it every day on that particular date and all that might get a little tedious because we we've all lost that kind of patience. But I think. Uh, keeping a you know even a virtual diary of sorts online i it's the easiest form of writing to do if you want to get into it and get over the fear of writing like you put it because you're talking about your day you're talking about things that you probably wouldn't tell anybody else in in a way i also find it you know a, a very easy sort of therapy if you can call it that like not the serious kind of therapy where if you're you know gra- you don't need to necessarily grapple with mental health issues to have this kind of therapy you can just feel pissed off on a particular day when things don't go your way just put it down on paper uh you're also you're you're letting your feelings out you're not bottling them up and uh, because and you don't need to worry about the language there's nobody reading it there's no pressure there's no performance pressure i think that's one like, exact thing people are scared about yeah. like the people reading it judging you and uh, so don't don't, going don't write for people if you want to cultivate writing as a habit to ultimately get to a point where you want to write for others apart from yourself then you start by writing for yourself you start by not uh caring to hoots about how it comes out or whether the words are you know flowery enough or whether the sentences are properly properly structured or you know or whether you know they make sense if they are too long or too short don't worry about all that just 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 try to get into the habit of uh expressing yourself in not necessarily a conversational manner with somebody you know but with something that's passive and which doesn't respond okay. so you don't have anybody judging you or your writing and i think that's the easiest cuz you don't it 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 doesn't take anything extra on your bit it's just writing about what you've experienced uh so one of my favorite tools for writing is grammarly okay uh the reason being my grammar is horrible and uh grammarly helps me with everything literally everything yeah grammarly is uh, do you have any tool that you recommend uh to people that you use in probably journalism or, or your writing so uh i the to be honest with you the only tool i use is a spell check okay because uh spellings can go wrong and it's not uh 
typos etc etc and especially these days when you're used to typing so fast on a computer i think uh, spell checks and prompts are tools that have definitely helped me when it comes to tools to you know improve your writing itself uh, i haven't used them full disclosure but i have heard of a few tools which friends have used and you know being in the whole text space any new app that's out there i do check it out even though i don't use it so there are there are these apps i can't really recall their names but a quick search on play store or the app store should uh, uh lead you to them about how they give you writing prompts like there's a daily prompt if you want to write a short story every day there's the first sentence is a prompt and it's out there and you just build on the story and there are also apps where there are communities there are writing communities where somebody writes a page and you write the next page and somebody else writes writes the third page and so on and so forth so if you want to get into the whole creative writing thing and make it regular then there are apps that will help you they'll also give you if you you know enable that setting they'll also give you a prompt to write once a day or something and uh, these have helped because uh, more than anything else because it's anonymous it's virtual and there are also people helping each other out and you also get these automatic prompts from these apps again you don't have to worry about what people think of your writing because it's all people like you out there trying to you know do something with their time and you know like use writing as a way to get to know uh, other people like them like minded folk and also about how you just have that little external impetus instead of you having to think of a plot for a short story or a poem the prompt is there ready made or all you have to do is take it up so i think these tools can help there are also people who say oh no oh, oh, these tools don't really help but i think again i, I don't think uh there's any metric to measure uh say great writing or exemplary writing when all of us are at this level i mean great writing exemplary writing you have authors you have great thinkers whose levels of writing can be reached only after a certain grind so to speak but i don't think people should get too judgy about these things about how writing needs to be purest and all that i think as long as anything helps you write i don't think it, it's it's all fine alex can you name some of the authors that you admire uh i that's a long long list but uh, i will narrow it down so uh tolkien was a big influence growing up and uh terry goodkind jk rowling of course and all these were children's fantasies so these are the people who were responsible to get me to start reading and uh, special mention is tinkle digest because that was the first book i ever read okay it was in first grade or second grade i'm not too sure and it was a train journey that's where my reading habit started so co- contemporary authors that i read these days uh, uh i think uh, neil gaiman is excellent again in the fan- in the fantasy space uh arthur hailey somebody i really admire just for the sheer amount of research uh he put into each and every one of his books about he pick industries and then write about that industry so if you're a layman reading airport you will know how an airport functions and uh, among indian authors i think uh, anita desai and uh, jumpaleri so a lot of your favorite authors are fictional writers right yeah so tell me one book that has uh, influenced you a lot and why a uh, fiction or Non-fiction. any one book that has influenced you uh i think uh, this is a non fiction book uh, gifted to me by my dad from his collection it it's uh, lee ayakoka's autobiography the guy who uh, headed ford and uh, okay. took the company out of the doldrums with a couple of very strategically introduced products and uh, the reason why i really liked his autobiography though it's a huge book and it takes quite an effort to read and i read it while i was in school uh so i i i think it was the longest i took to get through a book and uh, why i found it really nice was because 
you know it's all real right because it's autobiographical there might be a little embellishments here and there and you never really know yeah. but at the end of the day it's an autobiography so uh, you know it's all happening or has happened at some point so and i really liked it because the this is one of the world's most famous and celebrated business tycoons and his beginnings are like you and i like it's not like you know everything was there for him to take like he sort of had to get there so i think inspirationally this book uh, uh, did did leave an impact uh in fiction of uh, the famous 5 was very very impactful cuz I, yeah. uh, i think at some point a lot of us have had that whole fantasy of having a little uh, shed in our backyard where we go <laughs> and you know assemble and solve mysteries and you know just have like young food during our summer vacations so yeah these i mean from from off the top of my head i can think of uh, these two books that uh, i still go back to sometimes Well, this is my favorite question. Okay. What's your best hundred rupee purchase, which has helped you that, that helps you make you smile? Anything? Any hundred rupee purchase? Yeah, the best, your favorite. I think food. Food? <laughs> Anything particular? Because, uh, uh, so I'm 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 a I'm a big coffee person. So any filter coffee that's that you can even get for much much less than hundred because we live in Chennai and one thing the city is great for is filter coffee. I think, I think it just like. Helps my day get better. I still do it. In fact, there's a Sarona Bhavan right next to my office, and that thirty-five bucks is the best, <laughs> the best money spent during the entire day. I think food in general is a very happy purchase because if you obviously you like apart from the meals you have, you buy something that you want to have, right? So anything that you make an effort to go and buy and then enjoy, I think I think that's great. It's a smile on your face. <laughs> Any movie that you like watching or you recommend people to watch? Uh, I this is okay. Full disclosure again. My taste in movies has been called horrible because I enjoy all kinds of movies. Okay. So, uh, not exactly to answer your this. This might not be an exact answer to your question, but uh, the entire point behind me going for movies and I watch a lot of them, like uh, because my parents also are like they like watching movies in theaters. So the idea and that's how I was brought up. The idea behind us going to watch a movie has always been. forget what's outside the theater just go and enjoy those two hours like uh, you know you're in the movie so it's i've enjoyed everything from like a salman khan pot boiler uh, to something to like a serious oscar nominated film though i haven't watched a lot of those in the recent past i must admit but uh, i i i any movie that takes me away from what my daily life is is a great experience and uh, which is why i mean i've dragged people to some of the worst movies i mean i remember watching ravan in the theater twice <laughs> and people thought i was i was off my head or i was a crazy srk fan i'm neither <laughs> at least i like to think i'm not off my head but uh the recent a recent movie that i really enjoyed was black panther which just came out and uh And I like Marvel movies, in fact, because they have your old—they have your good old quintessential good versus evil theme, and in the end, you know the good guys are going to win, right? So it's and yeah, I mean, I also not that not to say that I don't enjoy realistic movies. I do enjoy them, especially Anurag Kashyap movies. I think they are really good, and they have that—they uh, have that necessary, you know, sort of noir. Theme in them, which I think has been ignored, especially in Bollywood, because everything is rosy and hunky dory. And at some points, you also need like a reality check. So no, I I uh, also agree with you because even I like watching movies from all genres. Yeah. I like I love watching comedy because it 
makes my head you know yeah. it makes you feel better right yeah and just watching all serious movies it, it's uh, i love watching all kind of genres i think it's fun yeah i just like give, give me any movie and as long as i get the language or if there are reliable subtitles yeah. i will go and watch it and uh, because i have and because this inherent love for those 2 3 hours of entertainment every week or once in two weeks or however frequently you go for movies is present so strong uh, my taste might not be to you know everybody's palate so uh, yeah it is one quote that you live by what is it quote uh i don't know i mean as as far as uh my professional background is concerned i had to really go and grab what i really wanted to do cuz engineering and then working for a core company and uh journalism and currently writing and those little jobs in the track it's all ultimately i've sort of found a way to get to what i want to do and while not all of it has always been hunky dory uh i think what has helped me is if if you think you enjoy doing something then just try doing it and uh, that doesn't necessarily need to be professionally for example uh if you just enjoy doing nothing on a sunday then just go for it like revel in that as long as you know that's what you want to do yeah i call sunday the me day yeah i don't do anything on sundays yeah so yeah exactly that so whatever you want doing and if it works for you i think i don't i i think that's that's all you need right as as long as you know it Like you can do what you want as long as it doesn't you know get in the way of somebody else is I don't know whatever they want to do so as long as you're clear about what you want to do to enjoy yourself to earn a living just 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 do it. So before uh, you sign off, there's if there's one thing that you'd like to tell people. I think spending time at home is the most underrated thing, and by home I mean living with family. because uh, i lived at home my entire life for 23 years and then i moved away for 3 years and then i came back now and while i miss living alone immensely i miss having my own place and living in uh, another city by myself i think the ease and the comfort and i don't know the sort of how do i how do i put it the sort of everything just falling into place when you live at home right with your parents your grandmom or granddad if they live with you your siblings if you have any is just something that you will not find anywhere else and uh, while a lot of us would definitely love to you know spread our wings and fly the nest i think uh, the time you spend in the nest is something that you need to remember and cherish because that's something you'll never get back so i completely uh, except uh, yeah that's something when i keep asking myself if there's one thing that i miss If I'm, if I no longer exist, it's family and friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's it's all there for you, right? Your especially your immediate family. It's something that you haven't had to, you know, make any effort for. Like even making friendships involves some effort. Yeah, keeping in touch, getting to know those people. Yeah, spending time with them, asking them out to meet, making an effort to just sort of get to know each other. But with family, it's it's ready made. Yeah, <laughs> you're just born there. Yeah, right? yeah. Mom, dad, siblings, grandparents, all there. Like yeah. a house and everything. So it's it's the most easiest atmosphere for you to grow as a person. And uh, of course, it's family, so it's love, right? And you. This might sound a little morbid, but there's a very limited time that you come with to spend with your family, because you might move away from home, 
uh, you might move to another city your job you might move to another country to study so i i think it's why i call it underrated is because i didn't realize this till i moved away and then when i came back there are still times when i complain about you know be coming back to chennai and staying at home again and missing bombay and delhi but like i said it's underrated so you don't it really is, it is underrated it. a lot of people don't do it yeah until they reach a certain age and then when they realize yeah it when you know a lot of people only notice things that they love only when they lose it absolutely so i think and as cliche as, as that sounds it's, it's true not, it's true it's very true yeah. i feel like people only notice it once they don't have it anymore yeah and that, that's when they appreciate it right yeah i think there's a great uh, i think that people, that's one thing people need to understand right yeah and it doesn't necessarily need to be oh you know like stay at home all the time don't go out like coop yourself up of course like you're a human you will tend to look for other pastures but it's not about you know not it's not about not going and looking for other these these other pastures as much as it is about appreciating what you have back home and that you have a place to return to where your you and where your roots are then you know like and i think that also helps you appreciate uh, uh, the beauty in other places you go to cuz it's something new it's it's a new experience so if I, i lived at home my entire life and then when i moved to delhi for the first time i was i was smitten i was in awe of the city cuz do i traveled while i was in chennai as well on holidays with family by myself debates everyone's in other cities other countries it was when you're living by yourself in a new city uh, there's nothing that teaches you how to you know grow as an individual better than you know being thrown in an alien city and in my case it was delhi so we all know how notorious delhi is <laughs> so so yeah i think uh, i think uh, appreciating what home and family gives you is a great way to stay grounded and not let yourself get ahead of yourself and sort of have an anchor hey guys this is vikram again i hope you enjoyed this show a couple of other things before you take off number 1 for those who want to know more about the tools and tactics of our episode you could follow us at tools and tactics on facebook or you can subscribe to us on our website number 2 if you have any suggestions or comments you can write to us on our facebook page Lastly, thank you for listening to our show. I hope you tune in the next time. Enjoy. Enjoy.